0: What's up everybody? Welcome to E3 2018 Dense Pixels. Uh we are today talking about what we call the best of the rest, uh the other four major presentations that happen this weekend from EA, Bethesda, Ubisoft and Square. Um I am joined by Micah. Hey. And uh and yeah, lots to cover here. We're not going to run down the docket from top to bottom for each of these. We're just going to bounce around a little bit. Um but let's start with EA. Um the review. I didn't get to watch the EA conference live, and the feedback online was vehemently negative. Like people were like, "This was the worst conference I've ever seen." I'm just like, "Whoa, holy shit!" Like, did they did like what the fuck happened at, at the EA conference? And then when I went back and watched it, I'm just like, "Oh, it's exactly what I expected from the EA press event because <laughs> it's yeah. what you get every year."
1: yeah uh, if anything it was you know it was them coming out with their hat in hand
0: uh through half of it (laughs) yes no no loot boxes was the theme of the show in case you weren't uh in case you weren't clear um i feel
1: like ea i feel like ea uh does the same conference every year so i don't know why people were surprised or not surprised. Like they do the same conference every year. I feel like in the same order. Well and, and then it usually ends with like their big marquee game.
0: Well and you know what's funny is that they they the same mistakes. They make the same mistakes every year. They spend way too much time on shit that nobody gives a fuck about. And they do these like cute little like interludes that don't really give you any information and you know they show trailers and shit but there wasn't a ton of gameplay shown like it's it's the same EA conference you've seen every time um of course you and I though are both here for Anthem that's really the whole reason that we are tuning into this thing we want to check out Anthem we want to see if it's good um we did get the most information on Anthem than we than we have gotten to this point in this presentation um they 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 kind of laid out the the framework for the game as far as what the game is going to be um so here's what here's the stuff they mentioned they wanted to make sure that there was a robust system in place for single player um we'll talk about the what they're doing with that in a second here uh, they talk about desiring to add story to the game over time um which being bioware doesn't surprise me whatsoever um, the game is gonna your your little Iron Man suit is called your javelin. Um, there's gonna be four different types, and which what's cool is that you're not gonna be locked into place with one from the beginning of the game onward, nor will you have to roll multiple characters like you do in Destiny. Apparently you'll be able to switch between these four suits in between missions at your whim. Um, they'll all have level ups and upgrades separate, and then your character will also level up independently of those. And they'll give you boosts and perks that will carry across no matter what javelin you're using. So I think that's very cool. Kind of reminds me of what they did with Mass Effect Andromeda, uh, being able to dump points into multiple classes and then change your your loadouts on the fly.
1: Which yeah, is... this is um, this is a classic RPG job system, mm-hmm. and um, it it makes for it makes for uh, interesting versatile play and and uh i'm digging that um
0: of oh sorry go ahead i
1: i i just don't know what uh i don't i don't know what to make of this but i'm still like excited for it and i don't like i don't know why like everyone that i've seen that has played the demo and uh they they love it and i i I don't know. I'm, 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 but I'm super
0: excited for it. Yeah. It's, it's weird because it's, so the one thing that BioWare, I don't think they get enough credit for combat in their games. Um, cause their combat, while it's not always the most technically sound combat system, it's always fun. It's mm. always fun. And it looks like that the combat in Anthem. Is going to be tremendously fun. You thought you could get vertical in Mass Effect Andromeda fighting people? You can fucking fly in your fucking jumpsuit and and shoot guys from the air. or, Or even if you just need to get out of the battle for a couple seconds, you just go whoop and kind of like heal up and, and rest and stuff like that. It opens up a world of possibilities. And the thing that I love is that they're designing the world around you to take advantage of this stuff as well. Lots of vertical, lots of verticality in the different landscapes that they've shown so far. Um, it looks very cool. Of course, the javelins are going to be super customizable as far as like colors and other like accoutrements. And again, the theme of the show no loot boxes there will be paid there will be paid vanity items um but you're going to always know what you're buying you're not going to have to pull a slot machine lever i'm sure you'll be able to earn other stuff throughout the game so again they heard you guys from, from Battlefront 2 um <laughs> and they're making sure that they don't screw you there so what's interesting and and this is where they talk about the balance between solo and cooperative so Apparently, any mission in the game you can tackle by yourself if you want to, but it is harder to do um, because the apparently each of the encounters in the game is designed specifically for multiple players. So if you want to go take it on your own, you can. Um, but if not, you 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 certainly uh, have people that you can pair up with online, or you can of course go in with your friends. And then the solo space in the game apparently, like your hub world, like where you go between missions to rest up. That's going to be where most of the story takes place, and that's and that you're going to be in a world by yourself there. That's going to be like your your fucking um, skyhold or your you know your uh, Normandy. Is, is is your little hub world between missions where you'll get to interact with different characters and, and move the story along and, and kind of get some respite. And then when you go out into the world, that's when you're joining uh, everybody else. It's almost kind of like the opposite of how most of these games do it. Usually it's the hub world that's uber-populated, and then when you yeah. get out into the world, it's a little bit more scarcely populated.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, uh, I'm curious as to how this is going to work. Part of me is... Uh... Uh, 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 a little skeptical um uh, of it, part of me gets titanfall vibes in terms of story uh titanfall 1 vibes in terms of story um but it's but like in reverse like you know how titanfall story all took place in multiplayer missions like it, the 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 broken narrative is just kind of weird to me because i'm old and i don't like change so i don't understand <laughs> it but uh but I, I i'm still excited for it i'm still excited for this uh this weird space game like this weird destiny hunter monster you know Titanfall fall game like I, I i don't know
0: man it's just it's just got to be good like if it, if it's good they'll have me forever I already know it.
1: I'm also curious about how um, people will get, like, you'll get paired up. Like, if you are, like, when you go out on these missions or whatever and you do them solo, is it like Monster Hunter where you can elect to just go solo? Or do you queue up with random people uh, and then go? Or can random people just jump in and assist
0: you? I think you, I think... I think it's some combination of, of those things. Um, like, I think it's one of those things where you can, like when you're out in the world, like if you have your, you know, join setting set to like public, for example, And other players see you like going, you know, going to enter an activity. Like they can and they want to go to that activity. Apparently, they can join you. Oh, and oh, by the way, um, one thing that they are doing in this game that I really wish other games, cough, cough, Destiny, cough, cough, would figure out is all of your progress, no matter whose game you are in, will carry over onto your profile. Yeah, that's the one thing about Destiny that drives me fucking nuts is that if you're not the fire team leader and you're doing story missions, doesn't count. Yeah. Towards your progress. (laughs) But apparently in Anthem, it will. I don't know how they're going to make that work in the context of the story, but I also don't particularly care because that's a nice quality of life upgrade um, that they're going to get. Now, I will tell you, Mike, my only concern for this game right now is the release date. They announced the release date February 22nd, 2019, and that January to March block is looking awful fucking crowded right now.
1: Yeah, I don't know when it started, but you know, this is the new, this is the new fall season. Uh, you know, just the winter season of next of next year. Like, I mean, it makes sense, right? People are, you know, in the house, you know, because it's cold out or whatever. But, um, yeah, everybody's releasing in this in this first quarter time frame.
0: I I, I don't. Uh, and, and I have to imagine a couple of games are going to get out of the way. Um, but they, we'll, we'll talk about Division 2 a little bit later. Um, but Division 2 looks like they're coming to play. And that game comes out about three weeks after this one does. So if they stumble out of the gate, that could mean very bad news for Anthem.
1: I mean, if they don't build up enough, uh, if they don't build up enough hype, uh that could be bad news like they don't they don't even have to necessarily uh the the division is is can coast on name recognition you know people remember that game and it wasn't as it wasn't as it wasn't a
0: bad game well and, it, i think and the it, bigger problem is i think they're going to be attracting similar audiences because they're both third-person shooters um Obviously, the gameplay is a little bit different, and Bioware is much more about narrative than than Division is for sure. But you also have to remember too, uh, Destiny is going to be probably dropping one of those like smaller expansion drops around this time. I have to imagine because they're not going to mm-hmm. want to lose market share to that. So this, uh, you know, this this games as service shooter field is getting awful crowded, and I just hope that Anthem's not too late to the party um to get shut out but i i think i think the one advantage they do have is that they're bringing something different to the table uh than all the other ones are for sure
1: yeah let's hope so man i don't want uh i don't want uh any ill will from mass effect to um to um tarnish you know what this game could potentially be but i see
0: people doing that also yeah let's 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 hope not though so yeah but anthem i i I liked what i saw i'm looking forward to seeing more and i I can't wait to get ooh get my hands on it in two and a half months there you go so wait for that impressions to come along at some point here (laughs) um so what else did EA talk about here? So Star Wars Battlefront 2, uh, they're adding Clone Wars content. General Grievous, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Count Dooku, and Anakin Skywalker are all coming to the game uh, later this year. Uh, Battlefield 5, they announced that they are doing their own version of Battle Royale because, of course, they are. Right. Uh, but from what they what they said, it doesn't seem like it's going to be available when the game launches. Um, so that's, that's a thing. Uh Respawn uh, was sitting in the crowd, or Vince Zampella was sitting in the crowd and announced that the name of their Star Wars game that they're making is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. It's coming out next holiday season, 2019. Uh, It takes place between episodes three and four in the Star Wars universe, and that's all we know for right now. Yeah, I mean, mean, all right. (laughs) (laughs) It's a bit of of a waste, but... uh for FIFA 19, um, FIFA's finally getting the Champions League, uh, which they should have had for years and years and years now. But for some reason, Champions League decided to give their license to Pro Evolution Soccer for the longest time. I don't know why. Um, and apparently it's not – not only is it going to be available in, like, season mode where you would expect to see it, but they will have Champions League content available across all FIFA game modes, including Ultimate Team. So we'll have to wait and see what that looks like. Um a couple of indie stuff that they announced Unravel 2 is available right now um the most nervous presenter in E3 history it was much more comfortable this year that was nice to see uh and apparently with this the hook with this one is that there are two characters all the time on screen and you can play this game cooperatively as well Unravel was fine uh probably deserving of a sequel
1: yeah somebody was really excited when it was announced that you could play
0: Unravel <laughs> right now <laughs> he was <laughs> like he orgasm <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> oh my and there's Mike. a there's a new uh there's a new indie game that he's working on it's coming next early next year called Sea of Solitude that in that kind of um uh looks into the feel like the feeling of loneliness in in human beings so that looks uh interesting i would agree
1: i I, I think i would uh i think i would much rather watch someone play it than to play it myself
0: but, um,
1: yeah, I, I'm, I'm curious about that.
0: So, bizarrely, um, the thing they spent the most time on in this presentation, aside from Anthem, is Command & Conquer Rivals, a real-time oh. strategy MOBA that's coming to mobile phones.
1: Man, you want to know what's a big waste of time? Watching two people play a phone game, like a full match. They played
0: a full match. It took like 10 minutes. Oh my they God. They had shoutcasting and everything. And yeah. I was just like and, and I, I I, said to myself, you can't possibly be spending this much time on Command & Conquer Rivals. And so I tapped like the fast forward button on my YouTube stream like five or six times and it skips 30 seconds a clip. I'm like, surely this will get past it. It was still going. Yeah, like, man. Like four minutes. I'm just like, what the fuck? So. I played a full match. <laughs>
1: I just I that baffled me. Like, okay, I get it, you know, but
0: they, they could have announced the game and been like, stay tuned for after our presentation to see more of it. And they could have shown it in the after part.
1: Right. And they had the nerve to not even announce the, the game before they started playing. It's just like, yes. hey, here's this guy. <laughs> and uh, he's a famous uh, uh, mobile game player. Uh, we're we're getting real lenient with what we're calling famous <laughs> and then here's another famous mobile game player and they're going to play a match and then 10 minutes later what you just saw was command and conquer like alright well you could have said that to begin with and then you might have garnered a little more
0: goodwill with me but right nobody nobody's mind was blown watching that gameplay happen without understanding <laughs> yeah. what it was just like alright <laughs> Um, and then the last thing that EA talked about during their presentation, um, they're rolling out a service called or- Original, or sorry, Origin Access Premier, um, which seems like a PC and mobile focused expansion of what they kind of do. With the EA Pass that they have on Xbox right now, um, it's going to be a subscription service that grants access to new EA games and the games that they put in their EA Vault. Uh, they haven't announced pricing details yet, uh, but it seems like that uh, they're looking at the success that Xbox Games Pass is currently experiencing, and uh, they're looking to get into that market as well. All right. So, would you? So, like I said, EA presentation it, it, it is exactly what I thought it would be. Um. And no, no more, no less. So yeah,
1: no, uh, no surprises, no, uh, you know, true disappointments. Um, and it was a pretty standard press conference. Yep,
0: uh, Bethesda was Sunday nights, and Bethesda in the past couple of years they they've really become the must see conference of the smaller fishes, I think, so far because they always have a lot of cool shit to announce. At their presentation, Um, I must point out that when Pete Hines walked on stage, he was wearing a Washington Capitals Stanley Cup champions T-shirt underneath of his sport coat, which I which I appreciate. Thank you for representing Pete Hines. I like it. Um, Of course, the big the big news the the reason that everyone was was super excited to be there that they wanted to learn. More about the game they wanted to learn more about was Fallout seventy six, which they had just teased the announcement of uh, weeks prior. So, but Todd Howard was tasked with the the job of going out there and literally explaining what this game was, because they had been very coy about what the game was going to be, and rumors were swirling around the internet as as to what this Fallout game was was going to be, just three years after Fallout four. Uh, but we have our answer now. So we have this Fallout 76 is going to be an online, connected universe um, survival style game in the Fallout universe. But it is still going to play like a traditional Fallout experience. Now, one thing that Todd Howard did make sure to say is in in they're not going to have like servers. Like when you're in a Fallout world with people, you're going to be in the world with dozens of other players, not like hundreds and thousands. Of other players, so it's still going to feel intimate and small at like and, and still have that like sense of you know of nuclear wasteland that Fallout is supposed to give. Um, the map in the game is four times the size of the map in Fallout 4. And if you look at the the locations that are in the game, obviously not not to scale but it basically encompasses the entire state of west virginia it's mm-hmm. where it's taking place
1: um which is pretty impressive whenever i hear like oh well this map is huge and then your game takes place in a wasteland i'm like all right well if it's huge and there's nothing in it then that's not impressive to me but no this is um this is a pretty packed world it's very detailed uh, look i'm not a huge Bethesda is always weird for me because their games, I'm not, I'm never big into their games, but when I do play their games, I tend to enjoy them. Um, Fallout 4 was the
0: only Fallout that I've completed. Um, and I, I'm, I'm with you. Like, Bethesda is one of those, com- it, it, it's not one of those companies, sorry, it's the company that I have such an appreciation for the work they do, and I have such an appreciation for the games they make, but for some reason, they just don't grab me. And I've tried. Like, I played, yeah. Fall, I put, like, 10 or 15 hours into Fallout 3, and I put, like, 30 to 40 hours into fucking Skyrim. Yeah. And I just couldn't get into it. I just couldn't get into it. And it frustrates me, because I know these games are great yeah like like what am i
1: missing right right and and i i think a lot of it is just their settings like i don't really care for the post-apocalypse which is what rage is i don't care for uh the post-apocalypse circa 1950 which is what fallout is i don't really care for their brand of, of uh swords and sorcery which is what uh the elder scrolls is um I, you know, I, I, I just don't, they don't necessarily click with me, but, and I don't think I'll be buying, uh, Fallout 76. Like I appreciate, I appreciate Todd Howard was on here uh, up on stage for a half an hour talking about how great this game is. And I appreciate that. I really do, man, because it gave me insight as to what this new Fallout is going to be. And it helped me decide that I don't think I'm gonna buy it <laughs> um they talk about uh they talk about a lot of different gameplay elements, one of them that uh seems like a bad idea to me is um sending nuclear strikes
0: yeah apparently apparently people. you can get access to nuclear missile facilities and and send nuclear strikes to locations on a whim now they did they did make it sound like that this is not going to be something. That you'll be able to do with impunity, like it's apparently you have to like like scour the the world for like the like fragments of the launch codes, and then you Mm -hmm. have to like put them all together. But yeah, you'll be able to send nukes out and vaporize areas of the of the world, and then mine those areas for rare resources.
1: Can you do that to another? Like a a lot. Another big thing about this game was. The, the theme of rebuilding like apparently this happens not too long after the after uh North Korea bombs all of us and and this is one of the they are one of the first people to come out after the nuclear fallout and rebuilding is the thing if this is going to if this is going to have like multiplayer is is are one of the twelve people in this you know, in my world gonna be able to send a nuclear strike at what I'm building because if that happens, I'm gonna have to jay and silent Bob this shit and go to everybody's <laughs> fucking house and whoop their ass i can't I can't imagine uh that that just doesn't seem fun to me
0: i don't know i don't I don't know like i said like we the the, the details while while there's details they are it's still relatively scarce, and I don't think we're gonna really know what that looks like until. Uh, at least the beta starts happening and people get their hands all over. It. I mean, to be fair, I have a lot of friends who are big into Fallout and the reactions for this are all over the map of them. Some of them are like completely here for it and ready to rock and roll. And some of them are like, I don't like this at all. So, yeah,
1: I got a couple of friends and and one of them is like one of them said that he's he's uh He's just fallen out of love of fall of uh, fallout because ever since Bethesda took over because it doesn't feel like the same fallout. One guy thinks it's an MMO light. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And but but other people are like, yo, fallout, fallout uh, online with my with my friends. Like they're all about it. So this is going to be a very, very interesting release for this
0: game i do and and one of my predictions is that i think people are going to be ultimately disappointed with this but uh i i would love to be proven wrong we shall see um rage 2 they finally unveiled a little bit more than they had before with just a teaser again this game looks like borderlands without the je ne sais quoi that makes borderlands awesome
1: yeah this seems like this seems like a bethesda version of borderlands you know what i mean like and that is meant as a pejorative like it, it, it,
0: this feels like a try hard. I, I agree. And well, and the thing, so the thing about Borderlands is there's not one element of Borderlands that makes it awesome. It's the homogenization of all of the little quirks that it has between the art style and the humor and the sheer amount of guns and the fact that there's more guns and, and like the unique locales and enemies and stuff like that. And Rage just doesn't appear to have all of that. This looks like the Fallout version of Doom, basically. That's what I felt like watching this, watching this trailer.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not, I'm not. Uh, and then the whole presentation was just weird. Like they had Andrew WK come out. and That is a big dude, by the way. And um, <laughs> And then they had the two presenters come out. And then the two presenters just kind of stood there for five minutes. Like, it was just, I don't know. It was very awkward. It didn't get me excited for this game. And I, I'm already not a huge fan of, of uh, the post-apocalypse Mad Max type stuff. This feels like it's trying too hard to be Mad Max and Borderlands. And it's not funny like Borderlands. And, it's, and it doesn't feel as cool as what I assume people like Mad Max for. So this is, this is not for me.
0: It's not for me either. Um, I'm definitely not really into this at all. Um, They did announce Doom Eternal. They only showed a teaser trailer for this. Um, It's going to be debuting at QuakeCon in August, and I think it's coming out next year, if I'm not mistaken. So they, they promised more guns, more demons, more Doom, basically. Um, Prey continues to get additional support after launch there. They just added a new game plus and a survival mode. And now they're working on a one V five DLC where one human player will take on five other players controlling mimics, uh, which are the creatures in the game that can transform into other things in the environment. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, I, I, again, I, I like when games like that, uh, keep supporting like that, that reminds me, that feels a lot like the dying light thing, right? Where they keep just pumping out content. They're not charging you for any of it. Um, yeah and and it's it's good for the fans of that game cuz apparently prey has an amazing amount of replayability um which i did not realize would be the case but mm-hmm. uh but it certainly does um you have a uh, you have uh, some new wolfenstein stuff coming there's a new game coming out called wolfenstein young blood um i would imagine that this is going to be a, of the same scale and size as the old um the old blood was uh when that was a sequel for wolfenstein 1 that released. Um, it's going to take place in the future, uh, in the 80s, and it's going to focus on BJ's twin daughters, and it can be played cooperatively. Um, they're doing a VR Wolfenstein experience that'll be called Cyber Pilots. Uh Quake Champions is open for everybody to play this week, um, and you can stay in the free-to-play version if you check it out this week so as you're listening to this. And then they had a lot of core um, Elder Scrolls announcements as well. So first, first of all, so I gotta tell you, I am always appreciative of people. I have said this before on, on the main podcast and I continue to say it. I love when people can laugh at themselves and can be self-deprecating. And when, so first of all, Pete Hines came out and when he talked about rage, he talked about, uh, you know, announced, announced by our friends at Walmart, Canada, you know, a couple of <laughs> weeks ago. And then, uh, with Todd Howard, um, Coming out, the first thing he talked about was what are we going to – we all know why you're here. You want to find out where we're going to port Skyrim to next. And they had uh, had Keegan-Michael Key uh, in, in a trailer. And, uh, apparently, and apparently this thing exists now, by the way, Mike. I don't know if you saw that this is a thing you can get. It's Skyrim, very special edition that you can use on your Amazon Echo, <laughs> apparently.
1: Oh, uh, that's funny.
0: So, again, I I, I like when people can laugh at themselves. It's nice. Um, A couple other Elder Scrolls things that are a couple other Bethesda things. So Elder Scrolls Blades is going to be a mobile Elder Scrolls game. Now, it is not a full Elder Scrolls game by any stretch of the imagination that I've heard from the previews. But it looks very, very polished. From the yeah, little preview that looks, they showed,
1: excuse me, it looks too good to be true.
0: Right, <laughs> okay, that's, that's that's a great way to put it. Actually, um, it's it's coming to mobile devices. They're going to eventually port it to every platform that they can think of, including PS4, Xbox One, Switch, all this other stuff. And apparently, your uh, your progress in the game and your and your account will sync across all of them. So no matter what platform you pick this game up on, you'll you'll be able to carry carry the same save file, which sounds very cool. Um, it's coming this fall. And it's going to be free. So much like Fallout Shelter, they're just like, we're going to make this fucking cool thing. Bam! Here you go. We will. We will count on you giving us money for this thing.
1: Yeah, I um, you know, the last time a game that looked like this uh, was released on mobile, it was um, what was that uh, that that game that used Unreal for the uh, oh Infinity phone. Infinity Blade? Yeah. yeah, I think it's Infinity Blade or something like that. Um, which, you know, it, it looked pretty, but there wasn't much substance to it. It was just, you know, delete, 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 delete. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they, it, it, it was just a, a swiping game. Um, this appears to be a little more involved in that. Look, if I, I'm not poo pooing this, I just need to see it in action. I need to see them pull this off.
0: Uh, and, are you going to check it out when it, when it releases?
1: Look, it's free I'll download it. I'll download it, and uh I probably won't put any money into it, but I'll download it uh like you said, I'll play it for twenty minutes and then I'll be stranded without
0: a phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to say is. I I'd, I'd have to imagine this thing's gonna feel like a fucking nuclear bomb going off in your hand as you're playing your playing it on your phone. Yeah. Um yeah.
1: if it even plays on my phone. You might need like you might need an iPhone 10 to play
0: it. <laughs> so we'll see. And then they ended the presentation um by teasing two games that everyone has been wondering about. Uh the first one, the more well, the second one was actually the more obvious of the two. Elder Scrolls 6 is in development, it's coming whenever. Um but the other one Again, this is just a teaser. We don't know anything about the game other than its setting, um, but I think that this might be the Bethesda game that I and also that you have been waiting for, Micah, and that is Starfield, uh, which is basically going to be a, a Bethesda Studios style RPG in space.
1: Yes, uh, the setting is the setting immediately draws me to it, right? Um, I just, I just hope, like sometimes these Bethesda games feel like a chore to play. And I, I really hope that they do something. And they all feel kind of samey. Like they all feel kind of samey to me. Fallout and, and, and Elder Scrolls are the same game in, in just vastly different settings. I, I don't want Starfield to be the third setting on this game that feels the same. You know what I mean? Like, like I can pick up anything. I could be over encumbered. The combat feels is is in first person or terrible third person and feels very, you know, loose. Like I'm swinging around a wiffle ball bat. You know what I mean? Or, or, you know, piss poor, not piss poor, but like not accurate first person shooting. I, I don't know i I want this to be more than just space Fallout or space Elder Scrolls. I want this to be something
0: different. Well, that's for for me. Um, it does come down to the combat. I think the combat is the weakest link in all of their core RPGs. I don't think they get enough criticism for that. I mean, for Christ's sake, they the sh- and I know you don't want to criticize the shooting in Fallout, but the the shooting in Fallout. Is so poor it's not good. that they had to make a system that you could stop time and automatically target specific areas of a of an enemy's body, and then right. allow a cutscene to trigger that would shoot them for you.
1: Right, like that's not that's that's not like a cool feature. Like like no nah, man, like that is to that is to compensate for for a, a poor shooting mechanic. Like, people get on Mass Effect for having uh, not so good uh, shooting mechanics. Yo, play any Fallout. Play any Fallout. I, I just, um, I don't know. And that's the thing, right? I, I enjoyed this presentation. Like, I really did. Uh, I, I would probably only play uh, that, uh, that uh, Wolfenstein game. Uh, and Starfield, I'm I'm incredibly curious about.
0: But, I, I, I don't know, man. Bethesda's just weird to me. But also, who knows when Starfield is coming? Because like I said, I, I'd be shocked if it came out next year, not having shown anything oh, but a teaser. Yeah, this
1: thing ain't coming out in no time. But,
0: for. then again, if there's one company that is able to surprise the fuck out of people, it's Bethesda. Because we didn't know shit about this Fallout game until two weeks ago, and it's coming out in November. So, yeah. You never know. You never know. Um, we will jump next to Square, uh, who made a very cool iMovie presentation for everybody uh at uh at, at E three. Look, man, I, I get why they did this. The last time that they did an E three press event, it presented like a corporate press event and <laughs> was very boring and had a lot of people that were not uh should not have been speaking in public doing the presentation. So I, I, I understand why they went the Nintendo direct route and just did a pre video presentation, but this was boring. This was yeah. fucking boring. I I need this. This needed somebody to come out and talk about some of these fucking games.
1: Yeah. I mean, they, 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 they had my attention with Keith David, right? Cause you know, put Keith David in anything and I'm listening. Right. But like Todd Howard spent more time talking about Fallout than Square did in this presentation.
0: Oh, yeah. And, and right you are. It lasted less than 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, and and the, the worst part about it, the biggest sin that they made, the reason that everybody came to watch this fucking thing was for Kingdom Hearts 3. And they showed a trailer that was 95% the same as the one that they showed during the Microsoft press briefing presentation
1: yeah somebody told me it was different and i didn't believe them i had to go watch it again and you see like one little you know snippet of ratatouille world or whatever and then that was it or, or something like that and i was just like wow man like this i was incredibly disappointed in it this was a waste this 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 was an
0: incomplete it, it was. I mean, it really was. Like I said, they and and it, it was it was it was pointless. Considering they showed a better trailer during fucking Sony's press event, <laughs> in like oh like six hours later. Like, <laughs> what the fuck are you thinking, Square? Um, I mean, I, of course, the best thing they showed off was the the gameplay look that they gave us to Shadow of the Tomb Raider, aka the latest Batman game. Um, <laughs> because Mar- Lara Croft is a murder machine now. Yeah,
1: man. Yeah. She's come a long way from being tied up, and falling on that piece of rebar after setting herself on fire to turning into the predator.
0: Right. Uh, they, they're, they're. I mean, the the previous two games definitely had some stealth mechanics. They are really leaning in to the fucking stealth in uh in Shadow of the Tomb Raider for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but, again, the the, the 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 section they showed off could it like you. If you if you would put Batman in there, I would have believed it was like one of the Predator rooms in in a Batman game.
1: Yeah, you could have put uh, you could have put uh, Dutch in there, and, <laughs> and, and I'd have believed it. I I, uh, I like this game series though. Um, I I think it's fun. The protagonist is while completely unbelievable it is no different than any other you know it's no different than nathan drake oh hey i'm a happy-go-lucky guy you want to hang out with pop 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 like okay he's a murder machine too he just does it with uh guns
0: laura she'll use anything yeah but the, the difference with uncharted is that the story in those games is it's told very, with a wink and a nod you know what i yeah, mean
1: it's very light-hearted very indiana jones-esque that that's the one thing about this series is it takes itself incredibly seriously, it even with its fantastical elements. You know what I mean? Right. Like Uncharted No Uncharted 2 knew that it had big blue guys at the end of it. Like
0: whatever. <laughs> Let's have some fun. So uh so that likes That that was the most impressive thing it showed. Uh allow us to to treat the other trailers in this conference with the same level of care and and deference that square did they showed trailers for the awesome adventures of captain Spear, dragon quest 11 babylon's fall which is a new game octopath traveler just calls for a new game called the quiet man and there's going to be a monster hunter final fantasy crossover this summer that was the square presentation in a show. i have nothing to say about these other things that were in it. Because you know why? All they showed was fucking trailers. Trailer, 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 trailer. Quiet, man. What's this? A new game? Let's show a teaser. What do you want to say? Eh, we'll tell you later. Um, <laughs> Like, Just Cause yeah. 4? Uh, we already told you the Microsoft event. We don't need to worry about this. Octopath Traveler? Nintendo will get that shit tomorrow, but here's a small trailer for you now. Babylon's Fall. Whoa, Platinum Games making a new game for PS4 and PC. Let's show a teaser trailer. What's it about? Eh, we'll tell you later. Dragon Quest eleven, Eh, looks like Dragon Quest game. Better voice acting than Kingdom Hearts, but yeah, you know what you're getting. It's Dragon Quest. Awesome Message Captain Spirit. Well, you know, we talked about this during the Microsoft presentation. By the way, it's gonna tie into Life is Strange 2. It's free to play. It's one episode. Woo! It's gonna be fun. All right, cool guys. Peace. See you later. Square out. <laughs>
1: like the whole the the quiet man really
0: got on my nerves. It really <laughs> pissed me <laughs> off.
1: Right? Because it's just like here's this character, and I think he might be deaf. I pretty I don't sure he know. is. Pretty sure he is. I, I i think i don't know and and here's this deaf guy kicking ass like oh okay like what is this uh, all right more in august not ju- not next month more in two months
0: right fuck you yo we know we know you're going to be the edge of our seat based on this tiny sliver that started as a live action trailer but then seamlessly morphed into a video game trailer oh, right. Oh, all right all right yo we all have right. we have your curiosity then we'll get your attention in August. No, will you remember don't.
1: this game. No, you don't.
0: <laughs> you do not. So, yeah, Square. Uh, Mike, Micah's grade is the right grade and incomplete for Square <laughs> during this presentation. Why has you even come? And, and, dude, there are people putting this presentation over... The EA presentation. I'm Yo, just like, what I'm the fuck is wrong to, with you? I'm
1: gonna need people to calm down.
0: <laughs> <laughs> EA
1: is not worse than Bank of America. And the square presentation was not better than the
0: EA presentation. Absolutely not. Wasn't. Absolutely <laughs> not. Um <laughs> fucking square. Um arguably arguably the best presentation that now in terms of what I expect an E3 conference to be, the Ubisoft conference was It. They had the perfect balance of showing gameplay and having someone who was competent come out on the stage and talk about their game. And it never felt long. It never felt like they were dragging out a game longer than it should have. They spent the right amount of time on the right games. They showed you what you needed to see. This was my best conference of the weekend. Not necessarily because I'm like head over heels for anything that's in there but because i think they did the best job of presenting it to everybody um yeah. for sure look they got the dumb bullshit out of the way up front fucking let's let's have the fucking psychedelic marching band march in with their fucking crazy you know fucking uh, misfits outfits and, and talk about just dance 2019 at the front of the show so that i don't have to be bombarded with that shit later i don't have to be looking over my looking over my shoulder where's usher is he coming
1: right <laughs> right <laughs> this uh look whether or not you like these games this presentation like you said did everything right they got the developers out there to talk about their games and when the developers come out and talk about their games they are enthusiastic about it and they made a picture and they get you hype uh and they were all competent the um they they had celebrity and the celebrities weren't like grating or annoying there was no celebrity host you know trying to be funny like but they aren't like uber nerds like these are uber nerds coming to these things so your sarcastic jokes will fall on deaf ears especially if you're making fun of them joel McHale. and (laughs) and it was it was the right amount of time And they ended on something that I I personally am excited for. I know many people aren't. This was what Vince McMahon wishes WrestleMania could be.
0: (laughs) That's an interesting way to put it.
1: Like it it had things that, that people wanted. Some people liked it. Some people didn't. But it had star power. It was the right length. And everything in it was competent.
0: Well, and here's what here's what's funny about the star power thing. I didn't even realize it, but yes, they did have it. But you know, you know, why I didn't notice it because those those the stars they had Joseph Gordon Levitt and Elijah Wood in two separate segments. They had a reason, and yes. and, and Shigeru Miyamoto for that matter as well. They yeah. had a reason to be there that yep. made sense. Yep. So that's that's what you got to do. They didn't hi- they didn't bring these guys in for the sake of bringing them in just so that you know. Maybe maybe Hollywood will talk about our presentation the next day. We bring back Hollywood. No, they don't fucking give a shit. But but Joseph Gordon Levitt had a reason to be there, and Elijah Wood had a reason to be there, and Miyamoto had a reason to wander in off the street and, and sit, <laughs> at, sit at an Ubisoft conference and then get assaulted by short John Lithgow. So, <laughs> um, I mean, look, we'll talk. We'll talk about Assassin's Creed first because I know that that's the thing that you are most excited about that you saw at this presentation. Yes um
1: look i i everyone knows i complain about these games a lot but i am a sucker for them and um all you need to do is is bring an interesting time period in and i will i will play it um and they've been at least for the majority of the main console games they've been doing uh interesting time periods i know everybody wants you know feudal japan and all that you're gonna get all the feudal japan you want in <laughs> in the
0: next uh 18 months it's, it's as if every other game studio on the planet like heard the cries for assassins to feudal japan they're like wow this is a missed opportunity we can really take advantage of it but then everyone decided to do one at the same time they're right,
1: right. <laughs> uh, jesus christ man um contrary to what people uh may think this game was in development for three years it was in development alongside origins um people think that oh well they just took origins like myself included um just took origins and and put a new skin of paint on it no apparently this game was in development for three years um i like the setting i like ancient greece um if they do what they did with Assassin's Creed Origins. I will buy I will participate in all the events like in Assassin's Creed Origins they had you fighting Egyptian gods. I can only imagine that they would do the same thing with the Greek pantheon seeing
0: as how hmm. they are incredibly well known. They should maybe they should make an entire game series about that maybe one yes, day. Yes, they Somebody should Somebody should tackle that. <laughs> what would it be like to fight all the Greek gods <laughs> in a game series? <laughs> hmm. Shouldn't suggest that um, to somebody.
1: They made a they made a big deal about uh, you being able to choose your gender. Um, you can either be uh, uh, a dude. Uh, I was trying to find the names.
0: I, <laughs> I know it started with an A. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, I, the it, the the woman's name is Cassandra, I think, right?
1: Yeah, uh, because and and you know that because they were like, "Look, guys, we we figured out how to animate a woman. It's a woman.
0: We're gonna,
1: <laughs> <and we're gonna laughs> you show can play it.
0: the whole game as a woman, guys. We heard you. We heard you three years ago. We did it, Alexios.
1: Okay, we, Alexios or come on, hurry up and change the name." yes Cassandra with a k um i wasn't i wasn't a big fan of Cassandra's voice acting
0: yeah to be perfectly that's okay. honest with you but uh but good news micah they're they're bringing um i was gonna say bioware style dialogue choices to the game, but that's a far-flung compliment they're bringing dialogue choices to the game yeah yeah they're they're Uh, they're probably mostly binary but you know (laughs) yeah that's it not bio by by yeah by 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 (laughs) by dialogue choices
1: um and i i believe you know those dialogue choices are basically like will you help me on this quest yes no like all right but We'll see. They say that um that uh the binary choices affect the story. So I'm very curious uh to see how that happens. Um gameplay looks incredibly similar to uh Assassin's Creed Origins, which
0: as one is, would expect and probably yeah. isn't an issue, honestly.
1: Right. It's uh it doesn't necessarily I don't necessarily find that to be uh, a detriment. Um Look. I, I'm excited for it. Uh, I totally understand if people are not. Like for this particular game, like Origins was a was a a revamp of of the series. Um th- this is an iteration of it. And probably not even like a like a very forward thinking iteration, but
0: it'll pr- it'll probably be the Brotherhood to Origins right. Assassin's Creed 2 basically. Right. And guess what? Brotherhood is um arguably than arguably Creed. the best game in the series. Right. It's the be- right.
1: Like <laughs> it's my favorite Assassin's Creed game. So if this is the Brotherhood to Origins, then I will be a very very happy person. Uh, boats notwithstanding,
0: <laughs> they can't kick it away from those damn boats, can they? Fucking boat show. Um, the game that I was the most excited about was the one that they showed seconds, and that was Beyond Good and Evil Two, a game that I I did not play the first Beyond Good and Evil. It's always speak spoken about in in reverential terms. Man. Um, there is not a game that I have ever seen ever that has nailed the tone and aesthetic that they are striving for more than this game has in the very little bit that they've shown so far.
1: Yo, I am I am 100% into this. Like if this was a series, I would binge watch it. I, I get, like all these weird characters have so much personality and I am just, and it's a space opera, like, yo, come on, man. I'm super duper excited for this. As were the two presenters, because... And I know this for a fact, because you heard them, because their mics were still on. They were. <laughs> after after they left the stage, which was amusing, and yeah. that's the only time that that happened.
0: No, WCW production values for the win. Um, they So they did reveal... I don't know if they revealed this before. This is going to be an action role-playing game that you can play either alone or cooperatively. So that's very cool. But yeah, it, it just looks like... They're taking their own riff on Star Wars, basically. Um, that's kind of like what they're doing here, and I'm here for it, man. Because, like I said, Star Wars really hasn't been blowing my skirt up lately, especially in the video game space. Yeah. So, if you can give me that kind of a world, uh, but with a, that's actually a really good game, I'm absolutely here for it. Um, we talked about Joseph Gordon-Levitt; his company Hit Re- Hit Record um, is partnering with them because they are. Collaborating with people that with their fans of the game to for original songs and artwork that will be featured in the game, which I think is also really cool, actually, because this is one of those games that would not have been made probably if not for its most ardent fans, um, kind of beaten on the door. Because Beyond Good and Evil was a cult classic in the most sense of the word, cult, because it is not a game that many people have played. Um, I'm sure a lot of people will lie about that and say that they did even when they didn't. Uh, but it it is a very under the radar game, but it is apparently beloved by the people who, who, who do love it. And, uh, they're very excited and this looks like it's going to be really cool. Again, there's still a long way to go before, uh, before this game actually comes out and there's a lot more to see, but what they've shown so far is definitely wetting everybody's appetite.
1: Yeah, I think, um. Yeah, it's very easy to be cynical about the hit record um, aspect of this. You know, where it's like, oh, your game isn't finished. You want us to, you know, put this, you want us to make your game for you. But no, man, you can't look at it like that. You got to look at it as what if you love something so much that they let you be a part of it? Like, I'm sorry, man. Like, this is... This is touching. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> the, the the fact that this game is made, like you can see the people on stage are so ecstatic about it. Like they, you can tell that these people really love their job. And um, I want this game to do very, very well. So all you people, like you said, who, who have claimed to play, mm-hmm. to have played the first game, you better play this game.
0: I'm <laughs> pretty sure they will for sure. Um, Starlink is a game they first talked about last year that is a toys to life game. Um, the rumor was that they were dropping the toys to life part and that did not come to fruition. They're still kind of going full speed ahead with that, despite the fact that that market pretty much doesn't exist anymore. Um, so that's, that's, that's a little scary. Um, but they did announce that Fox McCloud is going to be in it. Uh, so presenting, for the second straight year, uh, giving the developer that developed an Ubisoft game uh, crying on stage, thanks to meeting Shigeru Miyamoto and, and working with him, as they did with uh, Mario and Rabbids last year, um, they they that, that
1: dude was like Star Fox was one of my first like three. I'm like that no
0: really that poor son of a bitch. It's a it's a it's a, it's a, wonder, it's a wonder he <laughs> stuck with video games after uh, after that. <sighs> Um, They showed a teaser uh, from a psychological thriller called Transference uh, that's being worked on in part with Elijah Wood and his movie uh, studio company um, that will also be available in VR. So a little bit of a tease there. Uh, For Honor and Rainbow Six are getting more content for their games as well. Um, There's a new Trials game coming out in February called Trials Rising uh, that has real world inspired locations. And did the first Trials game have like actual races?
1: as well. Um not that I know of. Okay. But well, I'm not i only
0: I only played trials just to kind of fuck around. Me too, and I'm not very good at it, so I didn't continue playing it. Right. Um Division Two uh showed a showed some gameplay, showed it, actually no they didn't show a gameplay, did they? They showed a trailer and they talked a lot about it. Um don't you don't think I didn't see that one of those uh, enemy combatants walking around DC was wearing a, a bright red hat Ubisoft. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Um, so a couple things that, uh, that, they, that they notice, that they mention of note for Division 2. Uh, the additional downloadable content, at least for the first year, um, will be free. So all the content drops they put out are not going to cost anything. I'm sure that when they do the year two content drop, that'll probably be a paid expansion. But a lot of free content coming for Division 2. Um, players get to pick their specialization or their class, for lack of a better term. Um after the campaign, which I don't think I've ever seen before in a game like this.
1: Yeah, I think uh I don't know, I think it's interesting. I think you can um it gives you a reason to strive to keep playing. Uh, because now you can play in a different way, or yeah, I can't remember. Did they say you can change uh classes or specializations at will, or are you stuck
0: with your I, I think that you play the campaign. And I, I'm assuming during the campaign, you'll get to kind of dabble in all three of them. And I think once I think once you pick a specialization, I think at least on that character, that's it. Like, yeah, that's what you are. Yeah, Because they
1: have multiple they have multiple characters that you can roll. Um. All right. Yeah, I, I I you know what? I'm not mad at that. You know, you you pick something you you fumble around in the campaign to figure out what you like. And then that's and then you pick which one you want.
0: Like I said, I, I thought it was an interesting way of doing it, um, yeah. and maybe some other games might might uh, might try that as well in the future, especially if it works really well here. And the other the other thing they announced now, this one, uh, I mean, you you and I are Destiny fans, and Destiny fans that have not raided very much because it's hard as fuck to find a team of six people to go in and and do a raid with and ask for that kind of time commitment, especially on the fly. Tough to do. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. Division Two is going to have eight player raids when that game comes out in March. Um, game players. I know, the, I know the raiding community has
1: to be excited for this, right? Um that's two more than
0: that other game. That it, is, it is. Um, but yet still far less than World of Warcraft.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh look, the division was um I, I expect the division two to be vastly superior than the division one. I think they might've learned everything that they need to learn. Cause from what I understand, the division um, from, from launch to where it is now has vastly improved. And um, I expect this game to actually be really, really good. Um, I don't know. I, I'm kind of debating as to whether or not I want to check it out. That plus, you know, it's set right in our backyard. Right. I'm surprised more games aren't set part in and
0: around DC. Part of me wants to check it out as well. Um, it, and again, the, the, this looming on the horizon of Anthem means that Anthem better, better come out of the gate firing on all cylinders. Um, yep. otherwise they could lose some player base. Cause again, the, the division gameplay looks solid. Um and like you said, they they made a lot of improvements that their community really appreciated. Uh, in the in the time since that game's released, um, so a lot of people are very excited about Division Two. Now, the last thing we'll talk about here is a game that I call the Brad Award winner for a game that int- intrigues me the most, but I know that if I play it, I will hate it, and that is Skull and Bones. Uh, yeah. The game that makes sea of thieves look like a child's toy, basically I mean it really does it really does <laughs> I mean this like like we thought that this would be like um I didn't realize that this was going to be so open world um as it is this and again the game- they announced today the game takes place in a shared world that has evolving conditions that will change daily that the entire community has to experience. And the customization in this game as far as how you can outfit your ship, how you can approach attacking other ships, where you can go, being able to jump in and and join your friends, and and just filling out your crew is ridiculous. Ridiculous. You can customize every facet of your ship, basically. Um, And the combat, like I said, I rail on the boat combat in Assassin's Creed all the time because it fucking sucks. But this game makes that shit look fun. It really did.
1: I will take your word. I I believe you that you look like that you think you will have fun playing this.
0: No, no, I don't, though. I know that I won't have fun playing it because I know that they're tricking me. They're just making the game look really good, but I'm still going to get behind the controller and I'm still going to be like, man, this boat sure does steer like a big fucking boat that you can't turn around quickly. And man, it's really hard to fucking aim a gun when both of the targets are moving on a constant basis. Yeah. Why man. do I hate my life? This sucks. <laughs> so again, I'm not I'm not deluding myself into thinking that I'm going to okay. love Skull and Bones because I'm I'm pretty sure that I'm not, but the game looks very interesting.
1: It uh it took the it took the mini game from us uh, from Assassin's Creed 3 and they made a full-fledged game out of it. And if if these boat games are your are your jam, this looks like like you said, this looks like it, it, it this is for you. This is the best pirate simulator that um that will be on the market. Uh I, I think. Um it, it, it does look interesting it does it, it, but not it's just not for me. <laughs> um like you said it I, I just never got the fascination of of pirates and big boats and I can't imagine that the combat is going to be fast paced or is frenetic or like because I'm looking at it now and it's like, okay, now we got to turn. Around and then you know you you make a pass and then okay now you got to turn around like I, I
0: don't know that see that's why I hate fucking ship to ship combat because like it it feels like it's like a joust where like you run each other and fucking joust each other and then like every each guy on the opposite end like all right who. <sighs> 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 Let's go again, and then like, you just scream and <laughs> just fucking run at him. Yeah, that's why I don't like the shit. So, but again, they they made it look really cool. So I mean, that's that's I, the trailer did its job. They 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 sold it to me, and I'm probably gonna end up checking it out and being like and playing it for like 30 minutes. Me like, oh, that's right, ship combat sucks. <laughs> why am I playing this game? Fuck you, boats and hose.
1: And then you know they they like. They, uh, they do this one thing at the end where it's like, oh, now you got you got to take out these innocent people because you're a pirate. And, oh, no, but they're proving too much for you. But Hark, what is that over there? It's your buddy. You can invite him to the group instantly, right? And then it's like, oh, okay, now you can gangbang this innocent boat, right? <laughs> like, oh, all right, yeah. But now turn on each other because you're all pirates. And like, nope, fuck you. Fuck you. I'm done. I can't play this game i i am one of the reasons why i don't look my age is because i i i i I tend to lead a a stress-free life as much as possible and the last thing i need to stress me out is a fucking boat game (laughs) that's what i'm going to refer to these now as boat games boat simulators
0: boat simulators
1: asshole boat simulators
0: so Jerks. look look for look for Boats and Hoes coming to a game system near you in 2019. That's what I'm going to call it from now on. It's all I can think of when I when I fucking think of boats. But yes, that was Ubisoft. Um, all in all, a fine presentation. And, and that was our look at the best of the rest from E3 2018. So thank you guys very much for listening. If you have missed all of our other E3 coverage, uh, we did presentations for... Uh, Sony, We did it for Microsoft. We did it for Nintendo. So check your podcast feed or go to youtube.com slash pixels because we did videos of those as well. There's an E3 2018 playlist. Get in there and check it out. We have one more episode coming to you. It's going to be later this week where we are going to talk about uh, the other games that popped up during the week that didn't get stage time. Uh, that we are most intrigued about that are coming out uh, in the future from E3 2018, but that won't be till closer to the weekend. Uh, enjoy, enjoy watching the rest of E3, guys, and thank you very much for tuning in and, and listening or watching. And we will see you for the next one. See you.